Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, good evening. Welcome to this week's Man in the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I have got uh, Emma. How are you? Hello. How are you? Very well, thank you. You? Uh, yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Good, good, good. And uh, we've got Adam. Hello. Do you reckon that's the first time he's addressed you in English? Uh, well, when you say English, he always does, because he never addresses me in Spanish. Well, no, no, Bono Estente I... is not Spanish. I, I accept that. <laughs> I accept that, but it's also not English. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying he's he's not above just grunting and making noises, but this time they were they were all together sort of pronounced words. Right. It's the first time he's addressed me in not pretend language. <laughs> Dostilos mis amigos. We are going to talk about the Premier League this week. Uh, we are going to talk about uh, some transfers, the FA Cup coming this weekend, and other bits and bobs of news. So. Uh, we're gonna... Is it less magical when it's the fourth round, Chris? <laughs> it's still magical. Not as magical as the third round. That's my favourite round. No? It's still magical. Okay. It was magical last round, I will argue. Um, You'd be wrong. Well, I wouldn't be wrong. <laughs> you can argue. <laughs> <laughs> you can argue anything, really. Uh, right, OK. Uh, in the Premier League on Monday night, it was... Um, oh, it's a local team. It was Arsenal 3, Newcastle 0. Uh, two goals from Aubameyang and one from Saka. Uh, Newcastle held out till the 50th minute before they uh, conceded. Aubameyang were just his fourth and fifth league goals um, of the season. So you'd sort of help, hope that that would provide some sort of splurt for him, wouldn't you, Adam? I mean, that that's going to be a problem for you, isn't it? It will be if you're the main striker. If you're the reason 55 people lost their jobs and you're not scoring goals. Oh, that's harsh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he was directly the reason that 55 people lost their job. And the dinosaur. <laughs> well, the dinosaur's definitely lost his job because Mesut Ozil's left. Yeah. <laughs> so his, benefact- his benefactor's left. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he, he, I think he, I think he probably owed them, didn't he? Do you reckon, as a last F you to Arsenal, that like, I would be surprised if Arsenal wasn't insisting on a Gunnosaurus protection clause? Well, do you think uh, now he's gone, he takes Gunnosaurus with him, and Arsenal, and he owns the rights to Gunnosaurus, and Arsenal can <laughs> never use them ever again. So it's either that, it's either, he either, he either, he either insisted that Gunnosaurus be protected in perpetuity. <laughs> or he's he wanted he wanted the rights to Gunnosaurus. He's now currently <laughs> sunning it up in, in, in Turkey. The next game has gone to Fenerbahce, isn't it? The next game he goes sort of plays for them. He'll sort of wander out with Gunnosaurus next to him. That'd be fantastic. He's <laughs> just a, he's 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 become he, he's not a Fenerbahce mascot. He's he's literally just a Mesut Özil mascot now. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. I don't know how I don't know how you get the eyes to do that on a mascot, but. <laughs> oh. Uh, okay, yeah. What do you reckon to um, to Arsenal then? Is this, you know, 
Newcastle were there for the taking, or this is some sort of statement we're back on track? I think, oh, I think that's that was a, a statement. <laughs> no? No, I watched that game. It was not a statement by any means. Oh, did you? Okay, so what was it like the first yeah. half, then? The first half was really bad. That's that's Arsenal were awful. It was so boring. They could have sold it as like a cure for insomnia. It was so bad. <laughs> um, so it wasn't a case of sort of Newcastle bravely holding out this sort of Arsenal onslaught then. Uh, no, there was no onslaught from either team. It was just boring. Yeah. Pass it. Yeah. Passes to centre. Centre holds it. Holds it. <laughs> it was a lot like that, yeah. So Joel Linson wasn't like sort of Lee Nida at Thermopylae then? <laughs> no. Not, not at all. You know everybody died in that story, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they're all dead now, aren't they? Yeah. Everybody did die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody dies. <laughs> uh, Newcastle have got uh, no, uh, zero wins in nine in all competitions. Um, or they have written that somehow they're still seven points clear of the bottom three. Um, Bruce started all of Joel Linton, Almiron, Callum Wilson and uh, Andy Carroll. Um, he's yeah. talked about the fact that the criticism, is said it's been personal since day one. People think I shouldn't have got the job in the first place. They had four shots in the whole game, one on target. Um, did you see anything inspiring from Newcastle or how did those four line up? Was it sort of four four two with a couple on the wings? I think they were all playing in midfield. Oh, really? <laughs> they, they, they weren't attacking. I don't remember them doing any sort of counter-attacking or anything. So it was sort of um, Joel Linton, the Sergio Busquets role, was he? <laughs> I think, a little bit like that. I think, I think they were I think eight in, in midfield. I think what's interesting to, to mention, Chris, is what um, both uh, Simon and Dave picked up on in... In um in our chat when those those comments were um aired and that's that sort of that Steve Bruce kind of playing the hits there right yeah that's not the first time Steve, <clears throat> he's he's made this stage Steve Bruce's mo seems to be if I just make sure I always play for manage and play for clubs that I've also managed and played for their direct enemies I can always blame any any out on the fact that they hate me well he's got uh, some support from his former teammate Gary Neville who'd be surprised to hear. Um, he thinks that the fans have been a bit unrealistic. He thinks he did a good job at Valencia, though. <laughs> hey, his brother obviously did a good job. He's got another one over in Miami. Yeah, nothing screams Miami more than Philip Neville. Nothing, <laughs> nothing screams nepotism more than Philip Neville. <laughs> but that's how they both got jobs at Valencia anyway. So. Well, yeah, I mean, then he gets a job he never even applied for, and then he gets a job in Miami for uh, his old teammate. It's. Um, I mean, to be. I mean, to be fair, I don't think Phil Neville's first job in in at Valencia is particularly out of the reach of an uh, an England international, right? He got that job. He because was just a coach. He got that job because Peter Lim I, owns Valencia I mean, and owns Salford. Sure, I get. I get that. It, it, I don't it, think it's he's got my, anything on his CV that says "Hire me, please." I'm going to be a good coach. No, but what I was saying is I don't think it would have been particularly out of the usual for any uh, ex-England international to get a coaching job at a prestigious club. Mm, I'm not sure about that. 
Well, look at well, Michael that, Carrick. Look at Sol Campbell. Okay. Well, let's not go into that because we haven't got all night. Okay. Look at <laughs> look at Teddy Sheringham. But we all know. But we all know that there are multiple examples of players who have who who have gone in at like at coach. I'm not talking about like Frank Lampard and Steven Gerrard. Oh, don't worry. We'll get to Frank think... Lampard in a bit. Don't worry. <laughs> I just mean as I just mean as a member of the coaching staff. I don't think that that's too. In general, that's not too uh, surprising. Okay. Um, it seems a big step for his first job, though. So. Did he have any coaching jobs before that, or did he just go to one of the top clubs in the league because his friend owns it? He had been the coach, albeit at Manchester United, <laughs> where his mate was the assistant manager. Um, well, they just couldn't get rid of him. Yeah, he sort of came back. I mean, I don't know how we started talking about Arsenal and Newcastle and we ended up talking about Phil Neville. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, let's to Arsenal. Yeah, well, fine. I've got a lot to say. On, I've got, I've got a lot to say on Phil Neville. I've so have I. But not all of it good. In fact, none of no, it. No, no, no. Neither, <laughs> neither have the like twelve million sideways pass, sideways passes I had to deal with either. So. <laughs> it's when people say, "Say what you like about Phil Neville." No, no, say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, five consecutive clean sheets in all competitions for Arsenal. Um, does it feel like a corner has been turned from earlier in the season, or? No. no. Okay. <laughs> you, you can't. You you can't say that about Arsenal. They they are moments away from Arsenaling it at any time. Oh really? Okay. This is a new thing. Like the new phrase Arseling is like the new Spursy. Oh no! It's been a, it's been a phrase for as long as I can remember. It's like <laughs> Spursing something. Yeah. But Arsenal. <laughs> okay. Uh, Tuesday night. What I will say about them yep. is that their young players are pretty good. They are very good, aren't they? Ibrahim Smith Rowe yes. and Saka and. Uh, all the others so they have reasons to be optimistic okay i mean i do feel like emil smith row needs needs a far more sort of um a far bigger body of work before people calm down a little bit compared to the others you think people have sort of been over him a bit too quickly yeah i do i think the suggestion the suggestion that he should be in the england team when james madison can't get a gig <laughs> yeah no that's true uh, okay, Tuesday night was West Ham 2, West Brom 1, Battle of the Wests. Um, Jared Bowen opened the scoring before uh, Pereira equalised for West Brom and Mikel Antonio scored for the winning goal for um, West Ham. I like Mikel Antonio. If he stayed fit a bit longer, I think he could maybe have been in the shout with some sort of... I don't know. Was the international call-up too much, do you think? No, too much. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Is he sort of like a, in... a cart horse that will get you six goals a season? He's found his level. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and his level. Oh, and his level. His level only works at West Ham as well. Oh, really? So you think if he sort of goes to Aston Villa or something, he'd? Yeah, he's nothing. Yeah. Uh, West Ham are 32 points after 19 games. Um, this is the best they've ever performed at the halfway stage of a Premier League season. Uh, they're doing okay so far, aren't they? Adam? No, they're doing the best they've ever done. That's better than okay. <laughs> they're doing amazingly well, aren't they? <laughs> um, I think they should be very happy. Um, I'm sure it'll just be a matter of time until they get eight more points and can be on that magic 40 and safe. Then they can start bemoaning the quality of the football that um, David Moyes plays and insist on getting a new manager in for next season who plays the West Ham way. Think... And so the cycle will continue. 
Do you think he gets a, a bad press, Moist, considering his body of work? I mean, the, the 11 years at Everton, uh, he's obviously had the bit in between, but it seems to be coming good at West Ham now. Have, have we been fair to him, do you think? The bit in between. <laughs> you mean Manchester United and Real Sociedad? Yeah, OK. And Sunderland. So, and Sunderland. And West Ham. I mean, Sunderland, Sunderland <laughs> were a basket case anyway, weren't they? I mean, anyone that went to Sunderland would have struggled. Things that he didn't do good at. No, but... Things in between. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> he's not a huge chump, is he? I mean, he did incredibly well at Everton. I'm sure you'd say, wouldn't you? Or am I getting that wrong? And he's doing okay again no. now. I would say. Um, yeah, has he got a bad rep because of Manchester United? Do you think? No, I think that he is possibly. Uh, I think he is maybe slightly incorrectly being lumped in at one point with your Tony Pulis and Sam Allardyce um, and uh, people always say Alan Pardew, but I don't think he actually fits in the group of like, sort of like your firefighter sort of will come in and steady a ship and stop you from getting relegated. Yeah. Because I suppose he did, he did do that as under in the first season, right? Yeah. Um, I'm fairly sure he kept them up and he did that at West Ham and, but I think that he's actually maybe maybe a slight level above that. But he is then he then has that problem where he can the club can not not outgrow you because I don't think clubs grow that quickly in that way. But if you're not like the club will want to look, then look beyond you because he is he does have his limitations. Okay. So I think that for all of I know that one it he was joining Manchester United anyway so. I don't think any any Everton fan could really have begrudged him that, but I don't think uh, even after eleven years and the relative success he brought, I don't think many Everton fans were that sad to see him go. Is that because sort of familiarity breeds contempt, and everyone sort of felt a clean break was good? Or... Well, I just think that they like he he was maybe at or but uh, his level was a little bit beyond that. Like yes. There's the familiarity side as well. Um, but I can remember... I can't, I can't remember who we were playing, but one of the... Because like, we went to Roberto Martinez after he left. And the joy of being able to see a manager make a substitution that was trying to win a game. Yeah. <laughs> it's a novel. As opposed... Yeah, and trying to play a big six team and try and beat them and stuff. So he does have severe limitations, but and eventually what happens is his he succeeds enough that you then want to achieve more and achieve achieving more is everything he can't do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, look back to Big Sam. Um, West Brom are nineteenth, five points from safety. Uh, they've lost twelve out of nineteen games. Um, seven of the last team to have lost twelve of their first. 19 games in the Premier League have gone down so history's kind of against them uh, and they're winless in the top flight on a Tuesday since 1985 when they beat Watford 2-0 so they don't like playing on a Tuesday uh, Daniel Furlong could have got an injury time equaliser but I think sort of perceived as there was is that it was a, a fair result for West Ham um, are we fearing for West Brom? I mean all those stats you say don't sound good no especially if they're playing Tuesdays all the while yeah, um, I would say they look like since um, since 
Aladdin's arrival, they've looked like they've got a little bit more about them. Yeah. Um, you could see them picking up point. The picking up. I'd be I'd be surprised if they only picked up eleven points in their next nineteen games. Okay. Um, yeah. It's just whether weird stuff happens. I mean, I think they're going to need some weird stuff to happen to teams above them for for them to get away with this now, but. Nothing's impossible. No. Oh, Emma, that was never a penalty. What are you talking about? Oh, because it was a penalty. <laughs> uh, right. Podders, agendas at the ready, knives out, sharpened. Uh, we're going to head to Leicester, where it's Leicester City 2, Chelsea 0. Um, Wilfred and Deedy uh, with the first goal, um, and James Madison scored the second one. Leicester are top, um, despite the fact they've lost five Premier League games at home this season, which is... Uh, a little... Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> <laughs> Justice has been done. Um, just for your self, Adam, uh, Barcelona missed a penalty against this sort of college team. It's They're playing not in the even cup. A good penalty. I worked. I worked out that. Uh, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to see if I can work out from the angle who took the penalty. It was um, Miran Pjanic. Uh, oh dear. I... Um, oh, for. <laughs> Sorry, I'm go. just going to need the microphone for a bit while I swear. Okay, okay. Back, to, back to Leicester then. So Leicester, yeah, they've lost like five games at home. They've had a terrible home game this season, yet uh, record this season, yet they managed to be top. Um, James Madison spoke after the game how they identified the short corner as a weakness for um, for Chelsea, and that's what they worked on. So it seems they've been definitely doing their homework. It came across very well in that interview, I thought. don't know if you guys have seen it. Uh, Chelsea denied twice by VAR. They thought they had a penalty when Johnny Evans pulled down Pulisic, but it was just outside the area. And then Timo Werner was a sort of hair's breadth offside as well. Um, did either of you see this or highlights from this at all? No, but I, I have been told about their inability to defend. Uh, yes, it was um, it was incredibly bad. Did you see the highlights from this, Adam? I did not. Okay. Um, Frank said after the game, quote unquote, there are players who are not playing as well as they should be. That's a fact. Uh, his cousin, Jamie Redknapp on Sky, who did he blame? Did he blame the players or did he blame Frank? Uh, I, wanted, I wanted to, I wanted to have, have really double down and blamed, <laughs> blamed Abramovich for not, not supporting him enough. <laughs> uh, he blamed the players as well. Um, Chelsea no, under yeah, I would have guessed the other. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea under Frank Lampard since the start of last season. So um, they've got five clean sheets out of twenty-nine away games. That's seventy-nine percent, and they conceded fifty away under Frank Lampard. Only Newcastle have got a worse uh, conceded record away under him as well. So um, is he still going to be in charge? I don't know. I mean, if they get a bad result in the cup this weekend, they're at Luton. Uh, or they're playing Luton. Could be a sticky time for him, couldn't it? No. I think you've got to say that he isn't. He's his current management skill level is not high enough for this job. Yeah. Tim Show with GCSEs. If, if he was Phil Neville, he'd be getting a right pasting now. <laughs> or from his Poor brother. Phil. They love them, <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, uh, by all sort of intents and purposes, they were a, a mess at the back in this game. They looked a little better going forward, but it seems to be that they're sort of chopping and changing players and systems, and no one seems to know whether they're coming or going. But 
that made me think that sort of Rafa went about 100 games at Liverpool, sort of tinkering and changing the team. What's the difference between Rafa doing it at Liverpool and Frank? Presumably Rafa knew what he was doing. Did he win games? He won a Champions League. There so. you go. That's 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 the difference. So there's some sort of thought behind it, whereas Frank seems to be sort of throwing oh, dart, throwing darts against the board. You think there's that sort of difference? Oh, poor Derek. <laughs> wow, my, I'm ahead of you. <laughs> um, sorry, sorry, Chris. We were just getting we were just getting distracted by Liverpool's misfortune. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so um, there seems to be a game plan when Rafa does it, whereas when Frank Lampard sort of chops and changes, he's sort of throwing darts at, at the board with players' faces and formations on trying to sort of see what sticks. Is that right? Yeah. I, I, I think that there is a certain part of people just wanting to criticise Lampard for whatever he does. Like, even... Even Ryan in our chat, who tend, seems to be relatively pro Lampard, um, he told me I had an agenda. Was criticising him for a team that he picked, yeah, um, the other week. That to me just seemed perfectly fine. And the team against Fulham. Let's have a look. Let me let me get the team. I mean, it was like what Marge said. She said that to Homer that it takes more energy to um, point something out than to leave it alone. And Homer said, "Yeah, it's fun too." So, you know. <laughs> um, I can't find a team lineup, but it was a perfectly reasonable lineup. Yeah. That was being criticised for for no reason whatsoever, really. Do you think he's sort of damned if he um, doesn't, damned if he doesn't? Yeah, I think he's reached the point now where, the, where there's nothing he could do. Yeah. I think he could even full-on Di Matteo it and people wouldn't... <laughs> Wouldn't and there's still be parts of like I think the there's all there's almost now where it's it's maybe not even a gen an agenda as much as maybe people started with a slight agenda and now they got to the I can't retreat back from my position because I look weak. Uh oh, I thought that was a penalty. Um, but for a dive, when you get there, you'll see. Ah, okay. uh, that's not Sadio Mane's not that kind of player though. No, he wouldn't do it. Oh, by he, the way, he dived a good three seconds after the wow, ball had gone. That is terrible. Um. Okay, so we don't sort of think. What do we think that Frank Lampard's going to be in three years? Then, if it doesn't sort of work out here at Chelsea, is he going to be sort of England manager? Oh, England, but I was going to say Fulham manager or something. <laughs> uh, well, he hasn't got very many options because. Um, I'm not sure Man City will take him, and he's um, he, he's he, he's made it abundantly clear that he hates West Ham. New York City FC. He spent a year there, didn't he? He could. <laughs> New York City FC is a, a viable option. Uh, okay, right. Wednesday night um, was Fulham one, Manchester United two. Adam Ola-Lutman gave Fulham the lead, and then Edinson Cavani and a rather scrummy Paul Pogba goal. That was a gorgeous goal, wasn't it? Um, United are unbeaten in 17 away in the Premier League in the comeback from behind to, to win uh, in seven of those. And they're on 40 points now, so presumably they've avoided relegation. I think also five... Uh, I think it was five away games in a row that they've won after coming back from from defeat as well. Yes. Yeah. So, um, are, are they the real deal? Can we call them that yet? No. No. But I'm not sure any team is. Okay. So... They might be. They might. There's a chance they might be enough of a deal. 
So, do you, I mean, I did say last week, are they on top on purpose? And uh, as flippant as I was being, I mean, I don't, I don't think Solskjaer immediately thought they could be top, and they've had some awful performances this season, haven't they? Yes. I mean, so just just to go back before we go go on this, is um, because because she's not here to fight his corner for him, like that Cavani finish was was like great as well. Sort of that is is it doesn't have any of the uh, the ability or or technique that Pogba's goal had, but it has all of the the instincts and movement. Yes, that was a proper poacher's in, uh, sort of poacher's goal, wasn't it? Uh, and I don't think I don't think I think he brings something different to the Man United team because I don't think there are I don't think any of Manchester United's other strikers can score that goal. No, I think he's a completely different option, isn't he? Uh, okay, other song Wednesday night. Okay, Manchester City two, Aston Villa nil. So uh, Bernardo Silva scored the first goal and uh, Ilkay Gundogan scored a penalty the second. Both at the time seemed to be very controversial. Villa sort of held out to the 79th minute. Now the first goal was Rodri. Offside. Roger was coming back from an offside position. Tyra Mings touched it and was immediately tackled by him. Uh, and then Manchester City scored through there. I could I, I listened to the explanation on Football Weekly and I got Ali's explanation, who's a qualified ref in our WhatsApp group. Um, I don't like it, but I can see the fact that it was why the fact it was given. Also, Tyra Mings saying he didn't know the rule. I think that's probably a silly thing to say in public as well. Well, like, okay. Bollocks to what the rule is. If that's not offside, the rule is broken. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with. I, 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 I'm still on the fence about it. I could be persuaded either way. Emma, what did you think? Oh, I think it was very much offside. I don't think there's any argument about that. <laughs> I think I think the term is about twenty yards offside. Yeah, it's not even. It's not subtle, is it? It's. It's offside. So I think the whole thing was the fact that Mings touched it, gave it a new phase of play, didn't it? Which meant that Rodri then could tackle him. Am I reading that right? Yeah, I, I believe that's the, the yeah, claim that's as well. Said, right? Yeah. I can see why it was onside, but it doesn't look right. It doesn't feel right as a goal to me. Because it wasn't. It's not. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's it was. Offside. It literally was, and it's within the rules, and we all know what rules are, but it doesn't... Doesn't sort of feel nice. That's because that's, that's offside. That's why it doesn't feel nice. Mm -hmm. Someone cheating, on them. Um, I don't think it was cheating. Someone on Football Weekly compared it to a mancad. Did you hear that? He just said that's not cheating. Which earlier on, yeah. When he make, when he makes his claim that claiming for a throwing is cheating, yeah. But intentionally being twenty yards offside <laughs> isn't cheating. I don't think he's intentionally beat. He was coming back from an offside haven't been involved in play. It's not like he's decided I'm going to hang around here for the first 79 minutes. He knew he was offside though, didn't he? But he did. He wasn't offside. That's the whole point. Otherwise the goal but wouldn't he have stood. But but he the, was. The, the point is he was. No, but... It's not. <laughs> it's a moot point. It's a cow's opinion. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the, rule, the rule is he was offside. Uh, onside, sorry. As funny a weird thing as it looked. I mean, Aston Villa don't deserve any single... Um... Nice thing. Break considering that they they got away with not being relegated on mm -hmm. dodgy decisions and that's true and didn't respect any of the honour that Dean Smith demanded of other teams when they were in any dodgy position. So I don't feel sorry for anyone. Well, he. Uh, what about the um, the penalty as well? That was a sort of header from close range onto a sort of outstretched arm, wasn't it? I can see why that was given. 
I've given up on deciding whether they're penalties or not. Okay. Uh, Dean Smith. Flip a coin. (laughs) Dean Smith got a red card and um, has been charged by the FA. He said to the fourth official, quote unquote, I asked the fourth official if he got juggling balls for Christmas and that's enough to get you charged by the FA. Well, that's okay, but that's like. That's like being very thinking he's being very clever with his words, but it's essentially being offensive. Yes. Uh, City made tw- uh, City had twenty eight shots. Aston Villa made ten blocks. That's the most of any, uh, most the most blocks of any team since Leeds versus Liverpool in the first game of the season. And I think Martinez played very well in goal as well for Villa. Um, maybe they were lucky to sort of lose out in this way. I don't know. I, again, I told you, we're not using the word unlucky. There's no sympathy for them. <laughs> right, OK. So that's the end of uh, the Premier League uh, action for this week. Some transfers that have happened. Uh, Crystal Palace have signed um, the Juan Felipe Mateta from uh, Mainz on loan. Conor Harahan has gone to Swansea on loan. Uh, Socrates has been released from Arsenal. Uh, Klasian Huntler has gone from... Ajax to Schalke on a free, uh, and further youth transfers on Mario Mandzukic going to Milan on a free. Um, so that's Mario Mandzukic and Zlatan Ibrahimovic up front. That's a sort of bus pass if you combine their ages. Uh, Jacques Wilshere has gone to Bournemouth on a free from West Ham. Danny Drinkwater has gone on loan to Kasim Passa on loan from Chelsea. And Mesut Ozil has taken his gun to score us, as we said, uh, and gone to Fenerbahce on a free. Any of those stick out for any of you? Oh, but Ozil's the big deal there, right? That's it's a, at least it's a uh, a millstone off Arteta's neck because they they can't be sort of insisting. Well, Ozil would fix these problems. Ozil would fix these problems. Yeah. Um, depending on whatever sort of deal deal it is, it's there's probably some sort of financial benefit to Arsenal as well, who were. F- reportedly flogging out over 350 grand a week so yeah um, and it'll just be nice to hopefully see Mesut Ozil play some football right because he is quite good at it yes he's not bad at it is he uh, I'm quite interested to see how Huntler and Mandzukic get on such old players sort of having to um, sort of still to play top flight football that'd be quite fun to see I mean I generally thought Huntler had retired I think he's 37, I think, isn't he? You tell me. I think he's 37. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mandzukic at Milan, he's obviously back up for, um, or provided um, back up for um, Ibrahimovic, but yeah, be interested to see how he gets on. Uh, some bits and bobs of gossips, so I see what you think to these. Uh, Martin Odegaard to Arsenal. Um, he's, he had a good season last season. He's also. He? He's also been linked with Sevilla, right? And and instead wants to go back to Sociedad. He does want to go back to Sociedad, yeah. Uh, some people saying he shouldn't have left. I was listening to Football Weekly today. He I'm shouldn't. I'm stealing this from Sidlow. Uh, yeah, he was saying that maybe he shouldn't have left. Yeah, well, would you brought him back and and he jumped at it. And I don't know why, because he was never going to get any playing time. Hmm. I mean, it's a, um, Madrid, it's a Madrid mistake more than him, right? You can't. It's I both don't... of them, really. They're, you know. Yeah, but I don't think he didn't have to can... say, "Please cancel my loan early." Well, he might not have had anything to. to... He might have been powerless to stop it. Maybe, but I don't know. I don't know, but I also don't think you can necessarily blame him for thinking that he had an opportunity then trying to take it after he played so well last season. But Madrid should have realised that, that that they didn't have the need for him that, that they 
they claimed they did, and mm. that he was better off developing somewhere where he was actually developing because <clears throat> his times on loan away from from Madrid have been hit and miss, and they yeah. they find they'd found a hit at a at a suitable level as well. So I suppose it's just one of the it's one of those things like where if at any point Madrid are struggling though, anything good he does in a Sociedad shirt just gets reported and presses he should be doing this from Madrid. Yeah. Honestly, I think Arsenal have more chance of signing Isco than they do Odegaard. I'm not sure Isco exists as a real person. Oh, I mean, he I've, really does. He looks I've like he's him, eaten the old Isco. I mean, I've seen him play football and I've seen him <laughs> on the pitch, but I think I think he's probably been linked from Premier League club for the last five years. Yeah, in every window. Yeah, that's true. But have you seen Isco in the same room as Jack Whitehall? As who? Jack Whitehall. You haven't seen Isco recently, have you? Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Also, um, rumours are Jesse Lingard to one of Spurs, West Ham, or Sheffield United. Um, I saw that and thought that that was a. That I've never seen such a diverse <laughs> mixture of clubs in a link. <laughs> that was always my thought as well. Uh, RB Leipzig have been linked with Divock Origi, Kalici, Inacho, and Kasper Dolberg. Uh, Danny Rose has been linked with a move to Turkey. Uh, Danny Ings has been moved, uh, linked with a move to Spurs, uh, although Ralph Hasenhutl is confident of getting his contract sorted, which runs out in 18 months' time. Uh, and Emma, um, Yusuf and uh, Naziri uh, has been linked with a £32 million move to West Ham. Has he? Yeah, he's been doing. Okay, I saw Jacob. He? I saw. I saw Jacob Steinberg suggesting that um, West Ham can't afford him. Um, Thirty-two million. Well, they. Well, I suppose they splurged a load of money out on Haller, didn't they? But they haven't really got back. I think it was also his wage demands were quite high. Oh, okay. Would that be a good move, Emma? Uh, no, not for him. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing at a better club. Don't never go, never go to Man here, never go to be a striker at, at West Ham. He's been doing be a... good for West Ham, but it wouldn't be great for him on a personal level. He's been doing okay, isn't he? Yeah, he's pretty good. He's he's a good goal scorer. Okay, uh, bits and bobs of news. Right, Neil Lennon has um, has had a bit of a week. So they had their trip to Dubai, uh, Celtic did, which they were much criticised for, for uh, obvious sort of COVID reasons. Um, their uh, chairman or chief exec apologised for this last week. Um, Neil Lennon then sat in front of a TV camera on Monday um, and he wasn't very happy. He said, quote, unquote, Every, everyone is negative bar two players, which I'm not quite sure is a good barometer of measuring you know if any two of your players come back with a life-threatening disease that's not necessarily a good thing um he then said oh, I, thought, I thought you meant sort of just negative in their attitude <laughs> like, i go to training only two of them are smiling <laughs> he said uh, i think that's remarkable um he's then turned on the media and the government remarkable. And, yeah he said he then turned on the media and the government and pundits and he said uh we didn't abuse any privilege we've come back to a barrage of hypocrisy um and when he did when he said the word privilege he did the little air quotes as well talking about privilege oh, God. uh yeah so he thinks they've been very unfairly uh, victimized by uh various members of uh, the media and the scottish government for taking this trip he still doesn't think they did anything wrong despite the fact that when i had a few beers out there as well he said they took part in it very um uh you know very seriously it was a serious effort um 
And anyone who saw the weather conditions on uh, Wednesday night, uh, which was like two feet of snow at Livingston, can probably see that going to Dubai is obviously a, a fantastic uh, way to acclimatise yourself to such conditions uh, as it was 30 degrees out there. Um, he then walked out of a pre-match press conference before the game with Livingston, uh, which Celtic then drew 2-2, which leaves him 20 points behind Rangers. Um, I saw on Sky tonight that Eddie Howe is favourites take over should and when he go. Um, he seems like some sort of raving lunatic in the last days of his reign. Did you just compare him to Donald Trump? I didn't, no, but... <laughs> Probably not <laughs> a million miles. Did, instead of raving lunatic oh, in the lunatic. last days of his reign. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it was, it's been... It was a very bizarre thing to sort of watch this sort of 40 or 50 second video, if anyone's seen it. Um, I'm not sure I've got a lot of sympathy here. No, I haven't either. Just because you're allowed to do something legally doesn't mean to say that you should do it. Yeah. I'm allowed to drink acid if I want to, but I'm <laughs> not going to. Yeah. And the fact that he said they took precautions obviously meant there was a risk they going out there in the first place. So, you know, why put yourselves and people at risk? It just seems ridiculous. Um Neil Harris has been sacked as Cardiff manager after six straight defeats. Paolo Sosa has been uh, appointed the new Poland boss. We talked about Danny Ings. Um, oh, Newport County's goalkeeper Tom... Have you seen... King sorry, back to the Cardiff... Have you seen the stuff about um, Cardiff players tweeting, um, responding to uh, to pundits on Twitter breaking the news, claiming they, had, they didn't know anything about it? Oh, no, I didn't know. <laughs> That's not very good, is it? Uh, Not New ideal. No, Newport County goalkeeper Tom King. He's been in the news this week. Anyone know why? Yep. Why is that? Oh, that's a different question. <laughs> no, I do know why. Because he's he's he has broken the world record for the longest goal. He has. He took a goal kick the other day, uh, and the ball travelled ninety six point zero one meters, beating Asmir Begovic's record of uh, two thousand thirteen, which was ninety one point nine meters. I think the club at the time tweeted out that our goalkeeper has scored. We don't even have a gift for him, um, so <laughs> they didn't even get that. Uh, former Sheffield Wednesday player Peter Swan has passed away, aged eighty four. He played nineteen times for England, two hundred and seventy five times for Sheffield Wednesday. Um, the Premier League get to investigate West Brom and West Ham's gentleman's agreement over Robert Snodgrass. Has anyone seen this? Yes. And what do you make of it? God, Again, it's a different question. You need to put these together, otherwise you're going <laughs> to eventually you're going to fall for one of these. I'm not going to know the answer, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to look like the idiot, and it's going to be your fault. Well, exactly. Uh, so they had a gentleman's agreement that they wouldn't play Robert Snodgrass having transferred from West Ham to West Brom. Um, Against the rules. Against the rules, uh, which obviously Big Sam didn't know, which doesn't surprise me. Yeah, why wouldn't you say it out loud? <laughs> if we're going to break the rules, why not say it? It's so easy to fake as well, just, ah, oh, hamstring. Yeah, exactly. He picked up a knock in the last day of training with West Ham. Exactly, you just have to say that. Um, it's utterly stupid, isn't it? Uh, and finally, Emma. Uh-huh. Last week's podcast, do you remember asking, what's Jordan Henderson ever done? that's been nice or charitable or anything like that. He's been made... I don't think I, I, don't was think it, I specifically was mentioned Jordan Henderson. You did, because I talked about... No, his... no, 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 I said Liverpool players. I didn't yeah. specifically mention Jordan Henderson. Well, and as bad as he plays at centre-back, I don't think you can call that charitable. 
<laughs> he, um, he, I mentioned some of the works that Liverpool players did afterwards, and you didn't. No, seem you started to... listening to stuff that you were making up. I wasn't making up at all. I mean, it might it might be true, but you were you were very much just going, yeah, they probably visit hospitals. No, then I know uh, they do visit hospitals. I've seen yeah, it on every, social media because every, because every football club visits hospitals. <laughs> I would I would have taken that chance on any Premier League football club. They make a special visit to Older Hay Children's Hospital. Uh, so what has he done? Well, he's been named the champion of the NHS for all his sterling work with um, helping with the NHS during this COVID crisis. I would argue well, that that's, that's nice. actually a terrible thing to have done because the <laughs> NHS shouldn't be funded by charity. Well, um, a- my... Actually, government are using this as an opportunity to where they should be funding the service properly. You think you should hand it back? I thought, Pardon? You think you should hand his medal or whatever they're giving him back well i think he should stop raising money for charity for the nhs i think it's dangerous footballer stops raising money for nhs headline that can only yeah, go down well with the daily mail give it to some other source i'm not saying stop raising money for charity oh it's just but the the nhs <laughs> should not be right, not be funded by charity he can't do right for doing wrong can he no if obviously if um if this was Antonio Gomez doing this, we wouldn't be having this discussion. Andre Gomez, sorry, we wouldn't be having this discussion. <laughs> I'd be taking a very different stance. <laughs> Are you suggesting that any sort of certificate or medal he's been given could have paid for one vaccine for another person? So someone's died for the fact that he's got a medal or a certificate from this. Is that what you're saying? Well, no, I think you're really, either you're being obtuse or you're really misunderstanding my point. <laughs> Maybe uh, a bit of column A, a bit of column B. Could be both. <laughs> In all serious now, in all serious now, I generally don't believe that the NHS should be funded by charity. Uh, no, I agree with you. Which is why I, why I'm also anti Captain Tom. He yeah, was a fraud, <laughs> wasn't he? <laughs> He's the first person to come out against Captain Tom. I mean, yeah, we'll, so, we'll... <laughs> so don't don't think don't think of me as just being anti Jordan Henderson. <laughs> we all saw Harvey Weinstein get on that Zimmer frame and waddle in and out of court every day. Anyone can do it, can't they? <laughs> Anyone can pretend to look like they can't walk properly. Yeah, I imagine, I imagine that trial went on 100 days. How is that any different? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, only needs to go 50, one lap in, one lap out. If he goes, if he does it for lunch, that's two. Then yeah. it's 25 days. Any recess in between? Yeah, you're right. Captain Tom is worse than half the Chris. <laughs> I agree with everything you've said there. Uh, I never thought I'd hear that sentence. <laughs> Okay, right. Uh, you this... know the, 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 the name of this podcast, Chris Etchingham, quotes <laughs> Captain, Captain Tom Worsen. Uh, and if you want to discuss that, you can follow me at AdamSA101 on Twitter. Um, right, so uh, bits and bobs of leagues then. So in Spain, it's been a busy week. So we'll talk about Mrs. Well, Red... We'll talk about Mrs. Red... <laughs> Uh, Lionel Messi got a red card the other day in between Inaki Williams producing a bit of magic, didn't he? He did, yeah. How's that played out in Spain and Barcelona? He's been banned for two games. Okay, and the club are appealing this? <laughs> They're trying to, yes. I'm not sure why. <laughs> we haven't got the what? money to pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> the admin fee alone. Do you have a, uh, a system in place like we do here? So if you have like frivolous appeals, the ban could get extended? We could have got four games... Um, if they'd have viewed that to be a more intentional, violent assault. Um, so they could change their mind. I'm, I'm pretty sure of that. I think maybe with the big picture of Messi's 
future this summer, maybe if they hadn't appealed, it would look like he'd been hung out to dry or not been backed up by the club. Maybe that's why they've done it as well. Uh, no, we just like a pointless appeal. I would have smacked that guy anyway because he plays the trumpet. And, uh, and, uh, what, in his ear? Is that what he did? Does Barcelona strike you as a club that has its admin in order? <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah, exactly. But he wasn't playing the trumpet in Messi's ear, was he? No, but he celebrated by doing it. Did he? On the pitch. Is this guy your next door neighbour? Do you know what? I think he might be. And if he is, he can... I hate him. Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you. Fuck you, VA Libre. Fuck you. Um, So, obviously, Chris hasn't mentioned his first ever red card for Barcelona. Yes. Yes. Um, It's quite a way to do it, isn't it? He's been sent off before for Argentina, but yeah. he has not been sent off for Barcelona before. Was and it was a beautiful I... thing that he did. It was funny. Was that... I think he did. And I think he did nearly did quite a good job because it is there is almost a claim that he didn't do it on on purpose. Mm-hmm. I mean, he definitely did. But <laughs> there's a, there's a strong argument. It should have been a yellow card for the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> 753 games. You think all the sort of brutal treatment he's taken in all that, and it was this. That um, finally swung him over the edge. Yeah, that's how bad trumpets are. <laughs> well, it's not his first time that he's been playing in a match where Barcelona have been winning in the final minute and still have gone on to lose. I would be annoyed as well. What was his other red card for? That was for fighting Vidal, wasn't it? For Argentina versus Chile or something, wasn't it? No, it was Gary Medel, wasn't it? And that was it. I wow, that. I was going to say, I was <laughs> picking on... I'm not I sure. I would fight um... either of those men. <laughs> wow. Medell's tiny though. Yeah, he's like Ram I Man. Can, I can understand how you might get you might get tricked by the by the small stature. I think he'd still beat the shit out of you. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I'm not saying Messi had a good idea, but I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying Vidal's even more makes less sense because he's a more physically imposing beast. Well, look, in happier news, um, Real Madrid mm-hmm. lost in the copper, didn't they, to uh, what are they called? A- Alocanio? No. Yes, Chris. <laughs> no, um... on, what, what are they called? <laughs> Alcayano. Oh, I've just realised some more of your incomplete... It wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a podcast we've already missed something, but you, did, did you mention David, um, David Alaba signing for Real Madrid? Uh, no, I hadn't. Just being a Mr. Out, just didn't mention it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I remember that next time I'm doing an exam. <laughs> next, time, next time I've got an accountancy exam and they claim I got zero, I'll go, well, I didn't get it wrong. <laughs> I just didn't put it in. I just didn't write it down. <laughs> exactly. It's all, it's all up here. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, for the, this is a Real Madrid team that contained uh, Militao, Marcelo, uh, Casemiro, Isco, uh, Vinicius Junior, Vasquez. Uh, they all started. Uh, Mariano also started as well, didn't he? Um, and mm-hmm. the other they team had... Won. Yeah, they should have won. The other team had 10 men as well, didn't they? They did, and they conceded their winning goal to a 37-year-old plumber. <laughs> and the goalkeeper's 41. <laughs> um, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not great for them. No. I want to, I, you know, I really want to laugh at them, but as you heard me exclaim earlier, Barcelona aren't exactly doing their best in this match that they're currently playing in the cup. So I can't really laugh at them. Well, as speak, much as I want to. Speaking of laughing, they just cut reasoned. away. They just cut away to the bench, and Ronald Koeman's laughing. Oh, 
Well, he was literally just sat. I still want to punch him in the face. He was sat chatting to uh, his assistant next to him, laughing. Um, How has Tiago not got worked for that? There's, there's nothing here that's worth laughing about. Okay, so uh, in the league this weekend, so Atletico Madrid are top on forty-one points, but they're playing tonight, aren't they? This is Thursday night we're recording. Um, uh, are they playing Ibar? Are they? Oh yeah, they're playing Ibar. I think right. I think the Ibar goalkeeper's just scored a penalty. Um, yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're on forty-one points, so they could extend that lead tonight. Uh, Real Madrid are on thirty-seven, Barcelona thirty-four, Villarreal thirty-three. So. Uh, it's Alaves versus Real Madrid, Huesca versus Villarreal, uh, Elche versus Barcelona, and Atletico Madrid versus Valencia. Um, confident this weekend? You're going on a bit of a run at the moment, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> not confident. A run of what? <laughs> uh, not losing, maybe. So we're we not counting the Supercopa. Well, in the league. I mean, let's be honest. No, I don't. So. <laughs> Why should we? Which, which is something I want to question is considering. Most teams, in especially Real Madrid and Barcelona, really hardly, hardly count the uh, Copa del Rey. Why is this all of a sudden like the damn bit back to being fired again? Because it's embarrassing. Right. <laughs> there's, there's not really more logic to that. It feels just like that. His time the is done. Real Madrid. It feels like his time is done again. Forty-one-year-old plumber. What? I mean, come on. Don't laugh. It. It feels like his. It feels like his time is done again, and they're just waiting for an excuse now. I think that's been the case all season, really. Don't laugh, Andy. The truth is, fifty-seven minutes in, nil-nil. Don't laugh. (laughs) No, (laughs) look, I don't care. You know how I feel about cup competitions. I really couldn't give a shit. Um, And if we lose, it's a step closer to firing Coleman, and I'm all for that. Okay. But if they take the plunge first and fire Zidane before we fire Coleman, they're <laughs> going to get Gallardo, and I want Gallardo. So <laughs> it's not great. Okay. Not great. Uh, in Italy, um, Milan are top on 43 points. Uh, Inter then second on 40 points after they beat uh, Juventus in the Derby Italia the other day. I comprehensively outplayed them. Uh, Napoli are third place on 34, as are Roma. Um who not only did they lose 3-0 in the um, derby to Lazio last weekend, uh, they lost 4-2 to Spezia in the Cup this week, Coppa Italia. Um, they also used too many substitutes as well. They used a sixth substitute. Uh, so How? <laughs> they got their admin wrong. Uh, well, a, a lot of people have got their admin wrong there. <laughs> the fourth official got I don't it wrong. Think, do you know what? I would argue that if, if you're allowed to use six substitutes... Um, you shouldn't be punished for that. That's the on the on the officials. Well, maybe it's not up to the officials to say something because maybe the official. This is what Nicky Bandini's point was on Football Weekly. The official may know, but because there's a punishment, he's not allowed to point it out. If you see what, if you follow that logic, not really. What about rules, Chris? The rules. <laughs> no, maybe, he... but that's like saying that's like saying. Like... Yeah, what about what about if they if they just hack someone down in the penalty? At what, at what point do they start applying the rules where there's punishment? <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. This is just somebody else's point. Uh, yeah, and anyway, uh, Roma lost four two to Spezia. Uh, Roma had nine men. Um, is that because they didn't understand the rules? <laughs> <either>? <laughs> they started with nine men. Yeah. What is going on in Italy? 
two red cards, I think. Uh, and uh, Spezia got congratulated by the Pope. Congratulations, keep it up, said the Pope. Uh, they play each other again this weekend. Um, the, the man literally lives in Rome. I'm not sure he should be slapping. He doesn't, he doesn't live in Rome. Well, okay. Right, okay. If he wants to go to the shops, he's got to go to Rome. Go to the shops. Because <laughs> I've, 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 I've been to Vatican City and it's not that big. Is there not yeah. a Londis there? There's not, even, there's not even a corner. There's not even a one stop. Yeah. <laughs> you can't uh, even pop out for milk, Chris. Oh, it's terrible. Uh, right, so it's Verona versus Napoli, Udinese versus Inter, Milan versus Atalanta, and then, uh, as we said, Roma versus Spezia. Um, in Germany, Bayern top on 39 points, four ahead of RB Leipzig. Uh, 32 points is Bayer Leverkusen and Dortmund are on 29. This weekend is Mainz versus RB, uh, Bayer versus Wolfsburg, Gladbach versus Dortmund, and Schalke versus Bayern. Um, in France, PSG. Can we talk, sorry, can we talk about um, can we talk about Luka Jovic quickly? Of course, we can. Mm. Oh, quite like him. Return, yeah. ret- return, return to Frankfurt and scored more goals in 28 minutes than he did in 18 months at Real Madrid. Yeah, I mean he's a hell of a player. It's just weird how it didn't work out for him, isn't it? Uh, probably by not being played. Uh, that'll do it for you. Well, that's true. I mean, Mario... I think he was really given a fair, fair crack, was he, Emma? Then he he did break the COVID rules as well. Uh, I mean, everyone's done that. Not <laughs> all crack. of us have. Not all of us have. No, I didn't say all of us. But if you if you're a Premier League footballer, you probably have. Um, I mean, Mariano as well. He's he did very well while he's with Leon. He's not really done much while he's been with Madrid, has he? I wanted us. I wanted Everton to try and sign Nukovic online. I think he's incredibly good for Everton. But alas, Marcel Brands doesn't take my phone calls. I'd be happy One with him. One day he will. <laughs> One day he'll be making the phone calls to you. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, it, to be fair, they've got the if, wrong number. <laughs> if he did. <laughs> If he did take my phone calls, it would just—it's probably because I spend all that time telling him that he looks like an old Martin Freeman. <laughs> um, I'd take Luka Jovic at Liverpool. Actually, I think he'd be very good. Uh, so PSG, I—I I, I wanted him first. <laughs> Squogs. <laughs> uh, PSG top of forty-two points, as are uh, Lille, and then Lyon are on forty points. So. Uh, this week, oh no! Um, yesterday, Marseille lost to uh, Lens, uh, and AVB is in a world of trouble because they keep losing. Um, and it didn't help; they lost in the Classic last week either. Uh, so games this weekend is PSG versus Montpellier, uh, Rennes versus Lille. But game of the weekend is the Rhone Derby, Saint Etienne versus Lyon. Um, that'd be fantastic. Uh, Adam, you got your mouth open? There's either someone on your desk or something's happened at the game. Uh, um... Nick Pope has just made a fantastic save as, as Salah greedily shoots from six yards <laughs> out. Uh, okay, right. This weekend, uh, there is one Premier League game. So, Steve Watson derby. Aston Villa versus Newcastle. Um, Villa have got two consecutive clean... To, to be fair, Aston Villa needs to play a game at some point. <laughs> uh, they've got two consecutive clean sheets at home and they won 2 nil last season. Newcastle have lost four out of the last five in the league. Villa have lost their last two. Are we going for a draw here or can you see a victory for Villa or Newcastle anyway? Aston Villa are fundamentally the better team. Yeah. This is yeah. true. But Newcastle... That doesn't mean they'll win, though. <laughs> no, Newcastle do weirdly pull results out, don't they, every now and then? Are you trying to say they're going to Arsenal that? Yeah. <laughs> I'd quite like... I know, you don't under... I know you don't understand how that... <laughs> how that verb works, so... Uh, no, I very much like um, Aston Villa, so I'd like them to win. Uh, and in the cup, it is uh, right. There's a list here: Barnsley versus Norwich, Brighton versus Blackpool, 
All that magic. Millwall versus Bristol City. Uh, this is where the juggling balls are, right? Sheffield mm-hmm. United versus Plymouth, Swansea versus Forest, West Ham versus Doncaster, Chorley versus Wolves, the magic of the cup, Southampton versus Arsenal, Cheltenham versus Man City, uh, Luton is versus... That Chor- is that like the same Chorley from Chorley FM, the made-up radio station by Peter Kay? Coming in your ears. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Uh, Cheltenham versus Manchester City, Luton versus Chelsea, Brentford versus Leicester, uh, Fulham Burnley, Man United, Liverpool, Everton, Sheffield Wednesday, the Andy Hinchcliffe derby, uh, and Wickham versus Spurs. Anyone... Got anything to say about any of those fixtures? What about your fixture against um, Sheffield Wednesday? Well, now I'm annoyed that now you've said that, I've realised that it's almost impossible that Andy Hinchcliffe is going to commentate on it because he works for Sky, and that's disappointing. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm sure we'll uh, we'll make hard work of trying to get past Sheffield United Wednesday. (laughs) Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday. It would have been easier if we played Sheffield United. (laughs) Um, What about Man United Liverpool game? Uh, I no. Uh, no. I'm not sure I want to do that to myself again. No, <laughs> I want those 90 minutes back. <laughs> not when, to do it again. When I said last week that my prediction was boredom, you went wrong. I wasn't. No, you're incredibly right. It was right. horrible. What, why are they? Why are they putting that on television? Again? <laughs> are you saying there's an argument that maybe games? Not every be... game should be televised. Well, no, but. <laughs> No games. What happens is all games should happen behind a media blackout, mm. and then they screen them two hours later. And if they're terrible, just put a different game on. Yeah, I could get. So no one knows. It means so, I never so, have to watch that again. So when we're watching it, it's like live, especially when there's no fans, and then they can just decide. That way, every Sunday is Super Sunday, but there's just a <laughs> chance that you might watch the, that game where Ashvin scored four times for. For Arsenal, just no, a replay. He was that. wearing that shirt. <clears throat> he was. <laughs> he was playing for Burnley. That's 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 what it was. It was that shirt. I mean, I I, I actually sucker punched one of my friends into it so much that he started over analysing my my picture. And <laughs> I'll give you this. His response was, um, "I'll talk you through my thoughts." Immediate first impressions was that's Tiago in the middle. So no. Then noticed yellow shirt, so can't be Tiago. So could be O five. <laughs> then the charted side, which I feel must be too late for no five, that also looks like RVP in, in the ten shirt. <laughs> so at this point, he's starting to see things. <laughs> Rather than eleven, so I say it's not O five. From somewhere around two thousand ten twelve, if I were guessing. That doesn't sound like a guess. <laughs> right? Is anyone... No, it sounds like sounds like a very definitive answer to to which Arsenal team is this playing in this game in this photo of Liverpool versus Burnley. Right. Has anyone got any other business? That'd be a nice. I, I feel like you're bored from our Liverpool versus Burnley chat. No, I'm wrapping up. You, Chris, Chris, thinks that, Chris thinks that a photo doesn't work on an audio medium. How wrong is he? <laughs> uh, has anyone got any other business? Are we really not talking? Is that as much as you want to talk about the FA Cup? That's great. Yeah. Well, if nobody else has got Excellent. anything to say. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, right. Okay. Um, Adam, if uh, Captain Tom Moore wants to follow you, how does he do that on Twitter? <laughs> I mean, unless he's tweeting me about the location of PS5s, I am not into it <laughs> at all. That's at AdamSA101. Uh, Emma, they can't follow you, can they? No, but if they want to find me on Instagram because they know where PS5s are, then please feel free to search. <laughs> but... um, 
We are Man of the Post. Uh, at Man of the Post is our Instagram and our Twitter. You can also find us on Facebook and give us a like. Uh, after the weekend, Ali and Dave and Simon will be here to... Um... <laughs> <laughs> they'll be here to preview to review the games. To a catchphrase <laughs> they'll be here to review the games that we've been previewing uh, Simon may have calmed down from the um, Aston Villa game yesterday uh, if you like what you hear you can well, him, him and Dave might not be talking oh no that's true that's very true uh, if you like what you hear you can uh, download us from um, iTunes and uh, Stitcher and Spotify and Acast you can leave a review all our reviews are gratefully received you can subscribe like and all our future episodes will fall automatically into your inbox uh, Adam thank you ever so much no worries Emma thank you very much you're welcome and always remember to keep your man on the post <laughs>